There we go. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sideline Speaks. Kevin Walker and Jason Collins tonight. No Brittany <coughs> Jones, but Britt will be back next week for sure. So we miss Britt, but she'll be back to us. She's taking care of some business. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about tonight. We got Brandon Cristal coming on for us in just a few minutes. Brandon always does a great job when he joins, so looking forward to that. We're going to talk some NFL. We're going to talk some NBA. Just a lot of great topics to get into. But first, K-Walk, how you doing tonight, man? What's going on? All is well, man. All is well. Looking forward to uh, to another great one, Jay. Got a, got a bunch of good topics tonight for sure. Yeah, man. A lot. You know, it's, these are these are usually kind of like those dog days of summer, yeah. but a lot has kind of broken today in like the last yeah. minute. Some signings, some contracts, just, just some interesting stuff taking place. So we'll definitely get into all that. Mm -hmm. But first, man, let's start on maybe a, a little bit of a, <clears throat> of a more somber note. The news yeah. about Browning James yeah. uh, yesterday, I believe, uh, going into cardiac arrest during a workout at USC. Uh, was obviously taken to the hospital in the ICU. He's out of the ICU now, but still obviously being monitored. Right. What were your thoughts, Kate Walk? I mean, when when you first heard this, just just give us your thoughts on that whole situation. Yeah, it's just shocking, Jay. I mean, uh, you're talking about an 18 year old uh, young man there, man, and dealing with that, and it's just it's just crazy how we're seeing this now in, in these athletes now, especially, you know, these young athletes today. I mean, we saw, um, you know, uh, Darwin Hamlin, um, you know, this uh, last year, him yeah. going through what he went through and he's still, he's young and, you know, and it's just crazy to see how, how it can happen to just anybody at any given time. And, you know, it's the cliche, man, you know, just, you know, just be grateful for what you have, you know, kiss your loved ones tell them how much you love them because you just just never know and you know as much money and as fame as they have meaning lebron or the jane family no one is is immune to the trials and tribulations of life man so um it was it was really it was really sad but i'm glad that it seemed like it it happened they got him in and they got him uh, in the icu and they got him out he was it looks like he was in stable condition like you know very quick man so you know that's that's uh, that's a plus you know for the most part um, but yeah, there's like you said, they're still monitoring him. But just thoughts and prayers to the James family uh, for sure. As much as you know, I you know I'm on the side of of not liking LeBron that much. But you know, I never wish anything on like on, on anyone um, for sure. Especially you know your young kid, your young your child, man. I could just only imagine how him and Savannah you know were um, for sure. But I'm just glad, I'm just glad that he's doing better. And um, again, prayers to the uh, to the James family for sure. Yeah, man, no doubt. And um, it's funny, man, because you said it, it feels like we're seeing this more now, right? Yeah. Like I can't, I don't know, man, I can't ever really remember in a lot of stuff like this happened. I mean, yeah. I we, we can go back to Hank Gathers, Hank Gathers like when we yeah. were in what, high school when that happened, well, yeah. maybe middle yeah. school, I don't, I don't even remember. Uh, but you're right, it feels like it's we're starting to see this a little bit more. In fact, man, I was watching um, Sports Center earlier. This is the second athlete in a calendar year just on the USC basketball team oh, wow. that had this issue. I think it was like almost a year ago they had another Ooh. young man who collapsed, cardiac arrest. He did come back and play like six yeah. months later. So, yeah. I mean, obviously I, I don't think that's first and foremost on the James family's mind right now, yeah. but yeah. you know, that that'll be something they'll have to deal with down the road. But you're right, man. It just feels like we're just seeing this 
a little bit more often. So just very yeah. scary. And I can't imagine that obviously both you and I are both fathers, both have sons. Uh, my son is 16. I know your son may be a year or two older than mine. 18, yeah. um, my youngest is 18. Yeah. So we're both kind of right there in that mix, man. So, I mean, I, I just can't imagine, um, you know, how the feeling of a father knowing that yeah. your son went through that, man, Seriously. it just, I can't, it, you can't even put words to it. Just Seriously. extremely scary stuff, man. Scary for stuff sure, for man. sure. Yeah. So just like you said, man, we wish nothing but the best for Bronny, LeBron, Savannah, the whole James family, yeah, man, and just hoping sure, that everything is okay with him and he's able to, you know, forget about basketball right now and just to yeah. lead a normal healthy life because you know he's got his, his whole life in front of him man so and, and i'm glad that it, it happened you know, he was around other people especially a medical staff because you know a lot of these players they tend to work out by themselves now yeah imagine if that happened and no one is around you know we're looking at it um you know a definitely different in, uh, outcome excuse me yeah so just i'm glad he was surrounded and they, they were surrounded by a great medical team for sure so yeah we got to start giving these medical teams credit man just for being prepared for something that just happens unexpectedly like the bills yeah um training uh, you know their medical staff but now the usc's medical staff as well so that's off to them for sure yeah no man that's a great point <laughs> because i think sometimes that gets overlooked yeah. At just how good these medical people do, like in, yeah. in situations like that, unexpected emergencies, somebody's life is literally on the line. Yes. And yes. to just be able to have the correct response, to be able to have the proper things in place to take care of him. I think right. it goes unnoticed a lot. And you're right, man. Yeah. And from everything I hear, like uh, the USC medical staff is like mm -hmm. second to none in terms yeah. of mm -hmm. the way that they deal with things, their preparation. <laughs> And their ability to handle situations like that. So he probably couldn't have been in a better place for something right, like this to sure. happen. But you're sure. right, K. Walk. Can you imagine if he's just, you know, working out on his own or yeah. doing some kind of private workout where you don't yeah. have the things in place? We we could be talking about a completely different story here. So yeah, yeah man. Sure. Again, just hoping everything works out well for them. Um, man, let's talk a little bit of football here. Uh, Saquon Barkley. They finally yeah got it done. I mean, it, it looked like for a minute there, that thing was yeah. going to go bad. He had like yeah. erased them from the social media. They felt like they weren't going to budge, but I guess it, today they got it done. What is it like $10 million plus like may, another almost two, million um, yeah. incentives. And then exactly. like the two, 2 million of it was a signing bonus. So he gets right. that up front. What were your thoughts when, when you saw the Saquon Barkley <clears throat> deal go down? Well, I was happy for Saquon, but it just seemed like, you know, you know, all of that, what they were going through just seemed like over, over $2 million or $3 million. Probably, it just kind of was, was a head scratcher to me. He did yeah. all that to grab attention, you know, remove the social, his connection to the social media from the Giants. Like some of the things that he said about his team, not about the teammates, not, yeah. not personal, but just came out and just said, like, listen, I'm not trying to go, come out here and mess you guys up, but, you know, I got to do what I got to do. I'm not built like that, but I got to do what I got to do. So it just seemed like that was just um, it was just a, ma a marriage that was just headed for a divorce, man. But, you know, two million, three million, I guess that's all it took. I don't think he had to go through all that just for two or three million dollars. <laughs> well, that was <laughs> that was my exact thought. I was like, all that for this, you yeah, know, because right? it, it really I think they gave him because he was going to get 10 million just from the franchise tag. Right. So I think they gave him two million of that 10 million up front. 
So right. here's a signing bonus. And then I think they tacked on like another 900,000 in incentives yeah. that he mm-hmm. has to earn. So I'm like, all, all much to do about nothing. Like if you were yeah. going to sign this deal, you could have just like, took the tag. It really facts. isn't that much different. <laughs> um, and, and to, you know, to say some of the things that he said and who knows how his teammates feel about that right. now and right. to create all that drama. I'm like, man, it, it really didn't change anything. I, no. I don't think the Giants no. are losing any sleep over that little bit of a change they had Seriously. to roll out That's to, get this thing, <laughs> to get it figured out. So I, like you, man, I was scratching my head on that one, too, because I'm like, if you're going to make all that fuss, mm-hmm. at least get paid for it. Seriously. Like, don't don't just cave and say, OK, yeah. I'll take some incentives and a bonus. Like so, yeah. I'm happy. Nonetheless, I'm happy Saquon's going to be playing. Um, obviously, the league is more exciting when he's in it, but it just yeah. seemed like much to do about nothing. K Walk, much. To yeah, do you're about absolutely nothing, right, man. Jay. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that was wild, <laughs> man. Another signing: Trayvon Diggs, Dallas Cowboys corner. Yeah. Five years, ninety-seven million. Like, isn't that crazy, man? Like Saquon yeah, man. is like scratching <laughs> for every penny, yeah. and they just threw ninety-seven million at Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> what were your thoughts on that signing? Yeah, I mean, I thought that was you know just the opposite of what you know I felt about Saquon. I mean, I mean, this guy is he worth that? I guess he is to the Cowboys. I mean, I guess you have to say he is worth that to the Cowboys, man. That, I mean, that's a whole lot of money. And then when you look at, you know, you know, look at my team, Nick Bosa, who's the defensive player of the year, he's now holding out for, you know, for his extension. So um, I think that's going to have a lot to say about what he gets paid for sure. But yeah, huge contract. I don't know if he's worth that much money, to be honest with you. That's a that's a huge deal. I see these guys are getting all of these deals, man. And I'm like, is he the best corner in the league? Yeah. Mm. I don't put him up there. No, no. I'm not putting him up there. I Mm-mm. think I can name about three, four, maybe even five before I get to him. Yep. But nonetheless, uh, nonetheless, that's what they felt like he uh, was worth to them. So, you know, hats off to him. I know he takes a lot of chances, Jay. I know he's, he's a gambler, man. He's a yep. gambler, and, and he's – susceptible to the all of the you know the double moves the stopping goals the out and ups things of that yeah. nature so um you know maybe he'll work on that maybe he'll get a little bit you know better on that because he was young he was aggressive so but he plays the ball outstandingly well man if you're just going up one-on-one with him but he is getting suspect to uh, those uh uh those double moves for sure yeah man absolutely good ball skills no question yeah. about that like yeah. you can't argue his ball skills but at the same time i feel like he gives up a lot and he yeah. gambles a lot and, yeah. and sometimes it pays off and sometimes a guy's going the other way. So yeah. I get it. I mean, you know, you, you got, I guess you got to pay the man, but for me, it felt like a lot for him, yeah, but yeah. that might just be the going rate for corners. But the interesting thing with the Cowboys is they've got Zach Martin, who is yes. arguably yes. the best or one of the best at his position Mm-hmm. And he wants a new contract. Yeah. He's making $7 million less than the highest paid guys at yeah. his position. So you're going to throw $97 million at Diggs. Meanwhile, yeah. you, you you haven't really seemed willing to really try to get anything done with Zach Martin, who I think everybody agrees is one of the best in the league at his position. Yeah. Sure. Do you think that creates any issues, drama in that Cowboys locker room, K-Walk? 
Absolutely, Jay. Absolutely. Because when he's come out and said that, you know, I mean, I know he signed a big deal when he signed his deal. I mean, Zach Martin at that time, it was a huge deal. But now it looks like it's peanuts compared to what, right. what these other guys. And like you said, at his position are, are making. So, yeah, him for him to come out and say what he said and and they immediately now immediately. But it seemed like they just switched their focus to digs as opposed to, you know, you know, looking at Zach Martin. We're talking about a guy we just mentioned how he's suspect to getting beat deep getting beat deep, beat um on double moves whereas you have a lineman again like you stated one of the best at his position and that's where you want to solidify anything before you do before you go out and pay these other guys these digs and and these lambs i know you got to pay them but i think you got to focus on that offensive line before uh before you go elsewhere before you go to the, the to the corners and to the and to the uh, the the, uh, the the receivers and things of that nature because we know Dak is on the hot seat this year, man. Yeah, and Dak, that's right. Dak needs all the protection that he can get, man. And, and if if Zach Martin's not there, then it's going to be a long season for uh, at least a, a long beginning season for for the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree, Jay. He should get paid though. Yeah, that's a great point, man. Dak really needs to have a bounce back year. Like, I mean, all those interceptions last year, the microscope is definitely on him. So having Zach Martin is definitely better than not having him. And then also, man, like when the Cowboys have been good, like the really good Cowboys teams have always had big, strong, good offensive lines. And I just think this is a guy that you need to keep happy. This is a guy that you absolutely need to take <clears throat> care of because I mean, this is a guy that can absolutely improve your team. So it, that's, that's an interesting one and we'll see what the Cowboys are going to do there, but it's a little bit of a head scratcher that you're so willing to yeah. get digs done. And then you're kind of, man, you don't know what you want to do with Martin. So that's going to be an interesting one. Um, one more thing that kind of broke today, K. Wall, because we're kind of just mm-hmm. jumping around, hitting some of this breaking news. Jim Harbaugh, right. Michigan yeah. head coach, looks like he's facing a four-game suspension, some recruiting violations, and then apparently they weren't real truthful with the NCAA when they were asking about it. So it looks like he's going to be out for possibly four games, first four games of the year. What were your thoughts around the Harbaugh thing? Yeah, man. When I when I first saw that, it's, I, at first I I forgot about it. To be honest with you, I forgot about the investigation. And then um, as I was reading it, I'm thinking like, wow. Um, you know, I, usually Harbaugh is a stand up guy, man. Usually you don't hear too many things about him as far as uh, you know off the field type deals. I mean, you you hear about how great of a coach he is and what he's able to do in turning programs and organizations around. You know, yeah. like he did with you know, like we did with the 49ers, like he did, you know, he's doing with Michigan. But um, yeah, it, it's surprising to me, Jay, that, you know, he would come out and and just be, you know, so dishonest, uh, you know, about this, man. And and I don't see the point of, of, of doing it because, you know, you're going to go get caught and you'll get suspended um, um, anyway. So, uh, yeah, it, it was it was surprising to me to see his name and, um, you know, come up as far as being suspended. So, but yeah, very surprising. And we're going to see, it looks like he's going to, it's going to, he's going to have to serve those four games that I know the last thing I saw that he's facing a four game suspension, but looking at all of the evidence and hearing all of the, you know, the allegations and things of that nature, it looks like it's going to, uh, it's going to, he's going to have to serve those four games. Yeah, it looks like it. And I don't know, man, I guess like I get it. You know, the NCAA, they got to come in. I just, I still just don't understand sort of, how they do things like we saw that whole thing go down with Tennessee and they just, they fined them like $8 million, but there was 
no suspensions or no loss of anything. Then Harbaugh is going to have to sit for, for four games. But I guess they have their, their reasons around it. I think the good thing for Michigan, though, is I think the first four games that he's going to miss, none of them are really going to be barn burners at all. So right. <laughs> I think the Wolverines are going to be just fine uh, yeah. as far as that goes, man. So yeah. good stuff there. looks like I think we got Brandon Cristal on, our, our beat writer for the Broncos. Brandon, welcome back, man. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Sorry, I was having some yes. technical issues. Y'all got me though now. Loud and yeah, clear? we got you. I don't know. I don't want to happen there though. But sorry. Oh, about that, well, buddy. good to good to <laughs> yeah. uh, join you and appreciate it, buddy. You know, I don't know if I'm really ready for the start of Broncos training camp, but nonetheless, I've got to be out there tomorrow. Camp starts Friday, but we've got two days okay. to watch conditioning and talk to Sean Payton, or they're going to have some, I guess, accelerated jog throughs. So it's here. It's upon us. And obviously plenty of other places. They're even beyond that. Right. You look at and yeah. have seen all those videos from Aaron Rodgers connecting with Garrett Wilson and, <laughs> and, and everywhere else in between as, as people are opening up camp. So it's that time of the year. Right. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's back and uh, yes. it's, it's almost time for football again. So that that's super exciting for us. We're going to try to talk a little bit of AFC West with you tonight, Brandon. Um, but let's start with the Broncos, man. Obviously, Sean Payton, I guess. What's the buzz? What's the feeling? Like, how much better can the Broncos be this time around? Maybe hoping Russell Wilson kind of has that bounce back year. Sort of what's the, the vibe around the Broncos right now? Well, I think that it's cautious optimism. And because the expectations were so high last year, you know, they're going to unseat the Chiefs or they're going to be right there in the mix in, in the playoff hunt right right there across the AFC. And, and they just never got there, right? They really from the opening game, they were always, they were always dealing with issues uh, throughout the season where there was certainly lots and lots and lots of injuries and then just the poor performance. And then I've got a, sorry, a little girl that needs help with the uh, YouTube um, search. There you go. Sorry. So, you know, they, they just kind of could never get going. So um, anyway, sorry. What's eight times five 40. There we go. The YouTube kids, parents, Matt. Uh, so they, they just right. So they couldn't. They couldn't get going. So Nathaniel Hackett, maybe in over his head, certainly made some questionable hires, and that I think led to his demise as much as anything. And his, I guess, enthusiasm for trying to make Russell Wilson the focal point of the offense more so than he already should, and, and abandoning the desire to run the ball. Losing Javante Williams in Week Four didn't help. Melvin Gordon putting the ball on the carpet didn't help. Latavius right. Murray should not be a frontline back or anybody else that was in that mix. So I, I think that once everyone got past that and, and he ended up getting fired, that then you decided, okay, we're moving on. Who are the coaches out there? A lot of people thought Jim Harbaugh was their first choice. Some people think D'Amico Ryans was right there, 1B. Sean Payton always made the most sense to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much Sean wanted to come to Denver as much as he probably would have liked one of the two L.A. jobs or Dallas, but he wanted to jump back in when he did, and I think – as he started doing his due diligence and realizing, okay, this is the richest ownership group in the NFL and second richest in sports currently that we can do everything the way I want to do it without me having to explain to Tom Benson, why I need to pay for this. And along right. the way, gotcha. that's what Sean did. And, and Sean, it's funny because he's kind of a, a really interesting mix of old school because of his time around Parcells and, and other old school kind of coaches, yep. Jim Fossil and the like but mostly Parcells really shaped who he is. 
but he also embraces technology and data. And, it, you know, he was walking around Super Bowl week with the folks from Zebra Technologies, and that's who powers next gen stats. And like, yeah, Sean was the first coach to embrace us and really bring us in to the fold. And then other coaches have followed suit. So right. it's kind of that, hey, April is for running and lifting, right? We don't need okay. extra football then. And then it's give me all the data I can have. And, you know, I talk about him being the first. He was the first to put cryo chambers in the building, first to have a flow right. tank in the building. Yeah. This isn't this isn't being a first, but on Fridays, he would cater in one of the nicer restaurants in New Orleans just to get guys to kind of stay around a little bit if they if they had the right, time. Right. Obviously, sometimes, especially for home games, people have family coming in town, but just to just to kind of foster that camaraderie. And so yeah. he understands about building a culture. He won a lot of a lot of games in New Orleans. Obviously, the one Super Bowl. Plenty of people think maybe they should have been in more, but he he got to the one and, and beat Peyton Manning and company. And so that's more than any of the other coaches that they were looking at had on his resume. Now, what can he get out of Russell Wilson? I guess we'll see. If they stick to their guns, run the ball, and make Russ be Russ, get out on the edge, use his legs to extend drives, look for the home run ball yeah. when it's there, but also take the easy stuff in front then they should be in the playoff mix. And I don't know if you guys saw a couple weeks ago, ESPN ranked every roster, quarterback included, and had yeah. the Broncos as the 13th best roster top to bottom okay. in the NFL. Now, okay. they had the Chiefs first, understandably, and had the Chargers seventh. So okay. they're the third best mm -hmm. roster in their division. Right. But <laughs> so, again, that cautious optimism, Vegas has them at eight and a half. If I were going to bet, I'd bet the over, but we're going to have to see them beat the Chargers consistently, beat the Raiders, right. steal yes. one from the Chiefs. They haven't beaten the Chiefs in seven seasons. Yeah. And so dating back to their first game of 2015, a Thursday nighter where uh, Bradley Irby punched a ball out from Jamal Charles, Brandon Marshall yeah. returned it, and that was week two of that 2015 season. So wow. uh, it's it's been a while since they've beaten the Chiefs. Now they've played them tough, and they've had chances, but they just obviously haven't. So they need to do those things. The yeah. one other thing though, about why the Broncos might have a chance – to win more than eight and a half games is we used to always talk about first place schedule, last place schedule, right? Yep. yep. That only really matters in about two games, which can be huge, right? Two games can be the difference between eight wins and 10 wins or seven wins and nine wins. Right. Well, now it means three games. So their extra team this year is the Washington Commanders, as they're currently called, plus, and I don't have a schedule in front of me, plus Houston, who we know is in a rebuild. And yep. let's think of whoever the, the last place team is. Uh, the Browns, because and mm -hmm. and I don't know what the, to make of the Browns. They could be the best yeah, team in their division, but right. you, you just you just don't know, right? Or Kevin Stefanski could be on his way out. So that's three games where the Chiefs have to deal with the Bills. Well, I guess they're playing that whole division, but mm -hmm. the Ravens, right? Whoever won that division, and then yeah. obviously whoever who, who won the South last year, the Titans. Jacksonville, and and it won't surprise anyone. I don't know if that game's in Kansas City or Jacksonville. So, look, the Chiefs are still going to win 13, 14 games. At least that's what I would bet. But the point is, those three games, when you're talking about improvement, they won five games last year. If they get to nine, that's a four-game four improvement. Yeah. Is that enough? It gets them over 500, which is something they haven't been since the year after Super Bowl 50 with Gary Kubiak in his last year. So I think that'd say something. And, you know, if you can get right. to nine, you can probably get to 10 or 11. Right? You just need the ball to bounce your way and, and be a little yeah. lower. So, yeah. so we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt. Sean Payton's going to make them better for sure. I, for, I've always said I think he's the best or at least in the conversation for the best play caller in football. What about the other side of the ball, though, defensively? Um, what do you think? How, what, what kind of defense can they have? 
So they bring Vance Joseph back, and it's not that often that a former head coach comes back, especially that soon after being fired. Wade Phillips did it, but it was 15 years in between. Vance, right. I know, talked to Wade, and Vance is always considered Colorado home. He met his wife here. He went to the University of Colorado. His first job, well, he played for the Broncos and the Jets, but then his first job was with the Broncos. And, mm-hmm. and you know, then he bounces around the league, ends up back here. His hands were also kind of tied. It was a different ownership group. John Elway kind of helped him, made him hire certain coaches, and it just – so he kind of had, you know, one arm tied to, behind his back. But he was really involved in a lot of the ins and outs day-to-day mm-hmm. over the last four years with Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona because I think Cliff really leaned on BJ's experience and willingness to want him to really be involved beyond just calling the defense. So he has all of that now in the last four years. He's obviously worked with some really good players at, at various points of their careers mm-hmm. but had guys like Patrick Peterson and Chandler Jones and, and certainly right. J.J. Watt there at the end and a bunch of other young, young talented players in the mix as well. Buda Baker, obviously a, a stud in his own right. But now he comes in, he got to move back into the house that he and his wife owned. Oh, <laughs> and, wow. in, and in this market, to not have to worry, even if you're making good money, to not have to worry about a, a different mortgage. Uh, the guy renting their house, I remember talking to him, I talked to him at the combine, the guy renting their house was set to move in June into a new house about five oh, minutes from where my studio is right here. Out. And so it just worked out. out. But so, it worked out. So he comes back and he just gets to call the defense. And now he sees a fully formed Justin Simmons, who's maybe the best safety in football, certainly on a short list, right? Yeah. He gets Pat mm-hmm. Sertan in year three coming off an all-pro season. I know everybody loves Sauce Gardner, but Pat Sertan, I think pound for pound, might be most football execs and coaches' corner they would take first. Mm-hmm. You know, he's mm-hmm. obviously only okay. a year older than Sauce and, right. and, and such a solid player. So those are your two cornerstones. Got to figure out where they're going to generate pass rush. Can Randy Gregory stay healthy? Will Baron Browning get back from this injury? Will Frank Clark be able to contribute until they get to the playoffs? Because we know there's plenty of games where you don't even realize Frank Clark is dressed. I talk in Kansas City. You know, some other young pieces there. They're out in the middle with their linebackers. Their D-line loses Draymond Jones, brings in Zach Allen, who obviously Mm -hmm. Vance had there. And so, and then Damari Mathis had a nice rookie year. They draft the kid Riley Moss. The white corner, the the uniform. Although, <laughs> I was I was got another one who's a slot. C- slot. He's like, yeah, he's he's like five ten. I guess he's more of a slot. And Riley Moss is legitimately six one. He may have to cover in the slot some. So and they bring Kareem Jackson back for his leadership. They like their young safety, so they like these pieces. But you know, how does it coalesce? They've had such solid defense. Yeah, even with VJ and Joe Woods, and then with Vic Fangio, and and mm-hmm. last year with. Giro Vero. That's why Sean Payton wanted to keep Giro, and that's why so many teams talked to him. And Carolina ultimately hired him. Yeah. So yeah. they've got the right pieces, and that's a good thing because that means the defense should at least keep you in games or keep the score yeah. close if the offense isn't completely letting you down like they did last year. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you had to um, put an order on it, how do you think that division will finish? Chiefs one, and then how do you see the other three playing out? I'd be silly to not pick the Chargers, but we know the Chargers are always so snake bitten for whatever yeah. reason, right? It's yeah. just, and, and maybe, because, maybe it's karma from their owners. I don't know. But whether it was, <laughs> you know, so many times in the Phillip Rivers era and talking to Melvin Gordon, who's obviously here the last couple of years, the O line combinations that he had to play behind his entire time there. And for Phillip Rivers, it was extended even longer, except yeah. in a couple of years, they made deep runs just because of injury, right? You just lose right. guys. Yeah. And Derwin James, can he stay healthy? He might be the best safety in football when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. He's right. awesome. I and mean, they have great pieces. I had no problem with where, where ESPN ranked their roster at seventh overall. Cause you love mm-hmm. the pass catchers. You have to love Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, maybe the most, 
whatever valuable fantasy back and valuable real life back too for, sure. for, for mm-hmm. what he can do. And so, especially if he can stay healthy. So I'd probably pick the chargers, but it won't blow my mind if the Broncos slide past them by a game yeah. or two. Yeah. And then at the same time, the Raiders are interesting. I don't believe in their defense enough as much as I like Max Crosby. And I think Chandler Jones is coming. They signed Marcus Ooh. Peters. What is, what does he have at this point? <clears throat> And I like Josh a lot, but do they have enough players that want to play the way Josh wants? I mean, yeah. clearly Darren Waller didn't, and he's out, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's going to happen with the Josh Jacobs situation? It's its own thing, but I think ultimately he'll end up, he'll end up playing. So I, I can't pick the Raiders. It does feel – last year everybody wanted to call it the best division in football. I'm not going to say that, but there's a world where three teams do make the playoffs from this division. Yeah. Right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Go ahead, Walter. And what's – What's the word about uh, about uh, Russell Wilson right now? I know that last year you were talking about – I know we're going back there, but um, I know you were talking about he had his own office, things of that nature, and it just seemed like he was doing his own thing. And I know you had mentioned that Sean Payton is you know, changing into a different culture, one that he wants everyone there on the same page. But what are you hearing about that? Is he, does he still have that office? Uh, and, and also, is he on the hot seat? I mean, um, from what I'm hearing – He's here. He's on the hot seat right now. Yeah, no, I, I think that, that there's no loyalty from Sean Payton to Russell Wilson, other than he likes him from their Facts. time as Pro Bowl and knows that Russ. For all of the other stuff, the RW3 brand and the stuff with mm-hmm. he and Sierra and the celebrity, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I mentioned this to you guys, but Russ doesn't put football on the back burner ever. Right. Do you need to see videos of him working out all the time or throwing the ball all the time? <laughs> pro- pro- probably not. But regardless that comes from a place of, of work. And even like last year, you, you look at Memorial day weekend, they were at a wedding in France and then we're at Monaco at the grand prix on Sunday into Monday. Yeah. Russ, by all accounts was the first guy back in the building Tuesday after Memorial day for OTA okay. practices. Okay. So, and, and that's, and he was the first guy in Melvin Gordon did a great job defending him at various points, but did it to me at the super bowl on the record uh, about Russ didn't have his own parking space. He was the first guy there. So he just parked okay. closest he parked right next to whatever the last space was that was occupied Makes by sense. a coach. So it looked Makes like sense. he had his own space. He was right. there first. And he was there last a lot. Russ doesn't sleep a lot. He, you know, obviously maintains what he does with his body. The office thing, yeah, like Sean said, that's foreign to him. Peyton Manning didn't have an office either. He's not the first person to have an office, certainly not the first quarterback. But you could also just make the case the quarterback room can be your office and maybe be in the locker room a little bit more. It, right. it kind of feels forced to try to be one of the guys. But he brought different teammates to to seemingly every Nuggets playoff game this year. I think he might even gone to one of the abs two two playoff games here at home. And he's doing all he can to, to try to fit in, obviously minimizing his presence on social media. Sierra is doing what she's doing. And it seems like most of his tweets tend to be family related other than he, I think he was paid for a workout thing pretty close to the, you know, middle of June, right after they got done with OTAs, but he still has his own personal quarterbacks coach. I know he has his own medical treatment staff, but that's not unique to him. If right. you're watching that show quarterback on Netflix, yeah, they, Patrick Mahomes they, has it and no one has yeah. a problem with it. Right. right. Gotcha. And that's, and that's not these two guys. That's probably most of the 32 starting quarterbacks, right? There's a blueprint. I mean, Tom Brady obviously took it to the extreme with his business with Alex Guerrero, but following what Tom Brady did and following what LeBron James does, it's worth it to invest in in your body shoot go back to new hall of famer zach thomas i remember watching hard knocks and seeing all of the extra stuff he was doing right yeah. right so if they would have won and sean payton brought this up at the combine if they would have won russ would still have all that stuff in the building 
and he wouldn't be there, right? Nathaniel Hackett right. would still be the head coach. They didn't. So you kind of look at everything. And you say, okay, well, we're going to put assistant coaches in that office because we hired more assistant coaches or whatever, another data analyst. And you're going to hang out in the quarterback room or hang out in the locker room or, or come to my office or, or go to the OC's office or whatever it may be. Gotcha. What will be interesting to see is, look, Sean is, you know, I mentioned that Parcel stuff. Sean is a hard ass. And yeah. it helped that he had Drew Brees to be able to coach Drew Brees the way, say, Greg Popovich coached Tim Duncan, right? Or, mm-hmm. or the way, you know, Doc Rivers coached Kevin Garnett when he had him there. Uh, or certainly the way Michael Malone coaches Nicole Jokic here. So yeah. how does Russ handle that? Because I think Pete did a really good job all those years in Seattle of certainly early on of kind of being ultra positive with Russ. And I think yeah. at the same time, he's a 34-year-old, almost 35-year-old, likely future Hall of Famer that knows last year didn't go great. And if he listens to this coach mm-hmm. the next three or four years, he may not make all six years of the remaining you know, the remaining years left on the contract, but if he can get to three or four, get to some playoff games, maybe get to a Super Bowl, that that totally cements his legacy and last year just becomes an anomaly. He didn't accidentally yeah. throw 300 touchdowns, by the way. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and you, you, saw, you saw late in the year when, you know, when they let go of Hackett and they just simplified things and ran the ball and let Russ use it, forced him to use it, you know, encourage him to use his legs more, that the results were they, you know, they still lost to the chiefs, but it was a close game. And then obviously they won the last game of the year. So. Yeah. Yeah. I I think he's going to have a good year. I really do. I think this is going to be a bounce back year for Russ. Let me get your thoughts on a couple of other things that are just kind of going on around the league. Saquon Barkley, they finally got that deal done. Once the kind of details came out, it to me, it felt like much to do about nothing. The numbers weren't all that different. But what were your thoughts on Saquon finally getting signed? So I, that was my initial reaction, too. And I was literally in this studio this morning doing updates at the at the crack of dawn here in Denver. Uh, and it came out right around, I think, probably six o'clock my time, eight o'clock Eastern. And so then I, I mentioned it because last week was kind of a lean week and there was good sound out there from Saquon dropping F-bombs and, yeah. and, and all of that. So we yeah. we kind of been talking about, because, you know, the NFL's king, right? So we're talking a little Rockies, but it's more, and and obviously last week they also had the, was that last week or two weeks ago they had the All-Star break, I guess. Either way, point being, looking for stuff to talk about. So we've, we'd kind of talked about these running backs. Anyway, so when that came out, I had that same reaction you did, Jason. But as I saw tweets from two different people, and I know some people can be critical of Mike Tannenbaum, who was an okay personnel guy, whether it was with the Jets or the Dolphins, but he was in the league forever. And he pointed out that I think he had to go all the way back to 05 to where a guy on a one-year deal just got more money. And that's okay. essentially what he got. It's not a lot of money, and he has to earn it, but right. it can get him to $11 million. And because of that, I saw another tweet. I want to say it was from a man. Uh, it's his name, Jason, that runs Spotrack, the, the contract site that said by doing it was either him or Andrew Brandt, somebody that said by doing this, it takes him off the franchise tag, but also elevates his average annual value, which makes next year's franchise tag even more 13 or 14 million or something to where he's essentially over two years. If you divide it out, the second highest paid average behind only Christian McCaffrey is what it would get to. If he gets franchised again next year. So who knows if that comes to pass, who knows the kind of year he has, does he stay healthy? But Saquon's obviously a dynamic back, and when he's been on the field, he's been a difference maker. You look at the strides the Giants made in year one with Brian Dayball, and you think, okay, can they can they build on that? Saquon's a huge part of that. Can yeah. he stay healthy in this 
yet yes. another contract year. Can he be as productive? But there's no reason to think that Daniel Jones, now that he got his money and is more comfortable mm-hmm. with Brian Dayball's offense, that in year two, you won't get similar production and, and Saquon won't be right. a, a Pro Bowl, all pro kind of kind of back. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of new contracts, man, I, we, we see uh, just came out. Justin Herbert is getting two hundred sixty two million over five years. So he just got paid as well. So what your well, thoughts and on that? that means Joe Burrows. It, it reminds yeah. me of when Des Bryant and Demarius Thomas, who were picked two picks apart back mm-hmm. in the yeah. 2010 oh, yeah. draft, uh, when their contracts were up, they were both on the franchise tag. July 15th rolls around and Des's contract gets done and Demarius's contract is done within the hour. If we don't have a Joe Burrow announcement by tomorrow afternoon, <laughs> right. I'll be surprised, right? Because yeah. and, and I you you know you can kind of flip a coin and obviously Joe's had more success getting his team to a Super Bowl. I would take either of them to start my franchise with right now. I'd probably take mm-hmm. Burrow because I I just feel like he has yeah. that one extra thing. But I would not feel bad at all if Justin Herbert were my franchise's quarterback going into that, yeah. what is this year four? Year four, right? Year four, year, year four, four, yeah, four. Thanks, yeah, yeah, yeah right. four. Yeah, thanks so. So right, going into year four for both of them. Yeah, I would I would be just fine. They are on the very short list of, you know, after Patrick Mahomes guys I would want. And I'd probably yeah. want either of them ahead of Josh Allen because I'm worried about Josh's durability long term. And yeah. and again, Joe just has that thing. If we're drafting right now, I'm taking Mahomes one and Burrow two, but I'm probably taking Herbert three. So yeah, I, I hadn't seen those numbers, but that, all of that makes sense. And and I expect yeah. to see a Burrow contract any minute now. Yeah, Since and he's expected talking, to get a hundred million in 2025. That just for that season alone, a hundred million. So. We'll, we'll Sorry, see. Jay, we'll see. They're gonna no, they're gonna keep kicking those numbers down the road. Yeah, right. And at some point, Patrick Steele's gonna get reworked. I think unless he wants to Tom Brady it. Uh, yeah, and right, Stick right, right around there. But and maybe they'll convert it into bonuses in given years or or whatever right. to give them a little more money. But we'll see. Hey, since we got on the young quarterbacks, I, I feel like Trevor Lawrence is gonna have like a breakout year this year. I think he's gonna. What are your thoughts on, on Lawrence? I, I really like him, right? And talking to to scouts when he was on his way out of Clemson and, and even after year one where he played so well as a freshman, uh, but throughout his time there, the consensus was John Elway is the best quarterback prospect anyone can remember, certainly in the last now 40, 40 years. Yep. Well, after John Elway, with apologies to Peyton Manning, who everybody had a high opinion of, there are plenty of people that thought Ryan Leaf was the way to go. Ryan Leaf, yeah. <laughs> right? And because people question Peyton's arm strength, and, you know, he's not the most physically gifted quarterback. He's obviously maybe the smartest that's ever played the position or on a sure. short list. But after John Elway, there was no question Andrew Luck was the next guy, right? And yep. barring, yeah. you know, the injuries that happened and, and the situation, he lived up to that billing as well. Sure. Well, Trevor Lawrence is now the next guy that checked every box, right? The one knock on him talking to people and, you know, the Broncos played the Jags in London last year. So I got to talk to some, some Jags folks that I trust is that they, they're not sure he loves football loves the, the way some of these yeah, other quarterbacks so. do, yeah. but he does seem to like football enough and is so good at it. And I, I guarantee that playoff win over the chargers. It changes something, right? When you're, on yeah. right, he, the kid had never lost on a Saturday in his whole life or whatever, or, right? Is that what it was? He had never lost on a Saturday, yeah, uh, until that second playoff uh game, which what was a loss to the Chiefs, if memory serves me right. Yeah. Um, he so he, all he knows is winning in high school, winning in college. Then you get to the Jags, you've got the weird stuff with Urban Meyer, he's not <laughs> the right fit. Yeah. I'm sure Doug calmed him down, and I'm sure Doug explained to him about life around Brett Favre and life around some of his other really talented players that he'd been around uh, across the league and uh, his time around Andy Reid and all of that. And so I, I think that 
Trevor Lawrence has a chance to maybe jump. He, he could easily jump ahead of the two guys we just talked about him, Burrow and, and Herbert. Yeah. It, it won't surprise me at all. I'm not going to bet on it. And I would draft right. him fourth of those guys. And I'd probably take Josh Allen ahead of him right now. But with his okay. age and his skill set, if, if I felt like he loved it enough, yeah. then, then I, I would absolutely love to have Trevor Lawrence as my franchise quarterback as yeah. well. Yeah, for sure. I like him a lot. We're going to get you out of here, but I think K Walk has some forty ers questions for you. Before, yeah, we man, go. I, I, I gotta, I gotta have this. We know we just we uh, we talking about contracts and Tre, uh, Trevon uh, Trayvon Diggs just got his big contract, of course. Now the defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa, he's holding out right now. Uh, do you see the same type of scenario where Joe Burrow signs a contract immediately after uh, Herbert, or do you? Because I, I thought, really thought, I was really confident that they would get this done before training camp. But your thoughts on it? Yeah, they're obviously different, different positions. But Nick Bosa, again, when healthy, is maybe the best edge rusher in football, certainly on a mm-hmm. on a very short list. But because they're a different position, like I think you just have to look at the framework of of the bigger the bigger contracts and is TJ Watts still the, the contract of record, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I'm looking it up as I'm, I'm talking to you guys, but Nick Bosa is a true difference maker. And, and you can tell by when he's on the field, even when he's not hundred percent or when he's off the field. Right. And so I, I think that, I, I think that they'll get it done. I know that both John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan talked today. They talked about Brock Purdy not having to be on the on the pup list to start the year. So that's yeah. encouraging. It'll be interesting to see if they move on from Trey Lance and how quickly they do it. Uh, right. But yeah, so when you look at these contracts, well, and Nick's brother obviously is is right there. So TJ Watt makes twenty eight million a year. Joey's at twenty seven. Miles Garrett's at twenty five. Khalil Mack still at twenty three five, and then Max Crosby's there as well, and Bradley Chubb right behind him at, at twenty two. <clears throat> There's no reason not to make Nick Bosa right there. If you don't, he probably wants to be the top guy. I understand that TJ's been defensive player of the year. His brother's probably been about as healthy as he is. I'm sure if we went and looked at their snap count, it'd be about the same. So, mm-hmm. is it enough to just give him a dollar more than his brother, but you know, a hundred grand less than TJ Watt? It feels like it'll get done. They didn't draft him to not keep him long term. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And because you've got Brock Purdy on this rookie deal, especially if they can move Trey Lance, get some more assets. This is obviously everyone's favorite time to try to win. Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady in recent years and Matt Stafford have changed that narrative of the percentage a quarterback can make. But I think it was something like, was it 17%? And if quarterback's making more than that, you're not going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, win the Super Bowl, yeah. (laughs) But that's changed the last couple of years. That being said, if you can get there on a rookie deal, like you had with Jalen Hurts, like you had with Joe Burrow, like you obviously Mm -hmm. had uh, with a number of other guys too, Russell Wilson when he got, you know, the Seahawks there those two years that's the best recipe for success. So I think that they'll figure out a way to, to get it done. And maybe they're having to work some other veteran deals to, to make it all work. If that means Christian McCaffrey or rework and Debo's deal. Or well, he already worked his, rework his deal. Oh, right. Right. He so, did, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but if this lasts more than a week, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, you kind of you answered the question. Well, my next question was about Brock Purdy. Do you feel like the 49ers are rushing him? Um, you know, what do you think they will do with Trey Lance? But you kind of touched on that. But yeah, well, and I don't think I, no, Kev, I, I don't think they're they're rushing him either. Like they're not they're mm-hmm. not. The one thing they know is that it sucks to have your starting quarterback hurt. Right. Jimmy Garoppolo has yeah, proven sure. that. And then obviously <laughs> with the expectations with Trey Lance and, and then he, yeah. he he gets lost for the year. So with Purdy, who certainly was a surprise, the one thing we know he does is run Kyle's offense the way Kyle wants it, maybe not with as much athleticism, but he's very efficient in terms of distributing the football and completing passes. So if he's 
cleared, then he must be cleared or pretty darn close if they at least want him going through walkthroughs and, right. and parts of practice. And quarterbacks never get touched anyway. So, right. exactly. yeah, I don't think they're rushing him. I think that there's a reason that they didn't start him on the pup list to begin the year. Because you could have done that and had an extra camp body if you wanted. And exactly. clear, clearly they don't. So, do I love Brock Purdy? Is he uh, somebody I'm building my team around? No, but Kyle Shanahan knows good quarterback play. And if, if Kyle and John Lynch, who's obviously a Hall of Famer, if if they believe in Brock Purdy and think they can get something for Trey Lance, and I don't know what they can get at this point, yeah, good luck to them. But their team's so good around them that that just I guess doing the necessary, you know, execution of the offense, executing it however right. you know, Kyle wants with minimal damage, and you're you're going to be in the mix because they're going to win a, a boatload of games like they always do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah from, your, from your mouth to God's ears, man. But yeah, good stuff as always, Brandon. <laughs> we appreciate you, brother. And um, hey, man, again, you're welcome anytime, man. And uh, I appreciate you just being so so good about coming on. And I know I gave you short notice last night, but uh, I appreciate All good. you coming on for sure. I'm, I'm glad it worked. Holler, holler at me as we get uh, near the start of the season. Oh, right, absolutely. Guys. You know I will. Okay. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> well. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. See you. All right, we'll go, buddy. Yeah. All right, good stuff there, guys. That was Brandon Cristal. He does a great job for yeah, us. For sure. uh, love, love having him on. So knowledgeable about all things NFL, <laughs> college football. He could talk about baseball, anything. So yeah, always exactly. good to have Brandon on. Let's grab a break, K Walk, and then uh, when we come back, we we got a lot more good things to get into, guys. You're listening to the sideline speaks with Kevin Walker and Jason Collins, and we'll be back in a minute. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. But we built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right, welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Kevin Walker and Jason Collins. No Brittany Jones tonight. Brittany will be back uh, next week. So for those of you that enjoy Brit, she'll be back next week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, go ahead and hit that like button for us. Hit that share button for us, guys. Hit that subscribe button. Again, we're trying to grow this channel. It's a labor of love. Uh, it's not <laughs> easy, but we are definitely working on it. So whatever you for can sure. do to help us out, we certainly appreciate it. Indeed. All right, K Walk, a lot of buzz around the J E T S Jets, man. Yes. Like anytime you turn on the TV, they're talking about the Jets, they're talking about Aaron Rodgers. I'm hearing Super Bowl. I'm hearing everything about these Jets, man. Uh, what are your thoughts, man? The Jets. Are yeah, they going to the Super oh, I'm sorry. Bowl? <laughs> Go ahead. Um I don't feel it. I don't feel it, Jay. I mean, because at the end of the day, to me, and I know Jets fans, and, and and I like the Jets. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I like them better than you know the the other team here in New York and the Giants. But I don't. I know they got Aaron Rodgers. I know they they surrounded themselves with some big time uh, players. But I don't think it's enough, Jay. I think the AFC is just is just 
too strong, man. I mean, you talk, we talked about the Jets. I mean, I talked about the Chiefs with Brandon. We talked about the Chargers. Um, and, and the list goes on and on. And you talk about those other teams, the Bills, and and, and the, just in their division alone, the Bills, the Dolphins. I believe we did the AOC East last week. And, yeah. you know, we, I, I think we had the, the, my, the Dolphins and the Bills. I think you might have the Jets first. But I had them, like, third. I had them third. So, I mean, I don't see it. I don't feel it. I know it's again, I know it's Aaron Rodgers. I know Garrett Wilson and all those guys, Robert Sala, who I love to death. I don't feel it, man. I just think at the end of the day, it's still going to be the Jets, man. And I just, just don't think they're um, they'll make the playoffs. I definitely do think they'll do that. But I don't I don't see it's a Super Bowl in their future for sure. Not this year anyway. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. Number one, the AFC, I think to, to think that that team is just all of a sudden going to make a yeah. run to the Super Bowl and get through Kansas City, get through Buffalo, get through Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Uh, Chargers are going to be better. I think Jacksonville is going to be in the mix. Like yeah. to think that they're just going to run through all that, mm, you're right. It feels like uh, that's a little bit too much to ask. Um, so I agree with you. I, I think people need to pump their brakes on the Jets Super Bowl conversations. Yeah, I do it. think they'll be better. I, I do think they're going to be better. They have a good defense. It's going to keep them in a lot of games. But in terms of just making a Super Bowl, that feels like a little bit too much for me. I mean, you don't you very rarely. I know Tom Brady did. He won his first year in Tampa Bay, didn't he? When he went to yes, Tampa, he did. They yes, won did. it right off the jump. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't know if there's been another quarterback that has switched teams and immediately going straight to the Super Bowl. So I just feel like the odds are against the Jets. It's it's great, all the optimism. It's it's obviously going to be something that that people talk about a lot. But like UK Walk, I just don't think it's something that's going to happen right away. If if you had to put a percentage on it, K Walk, if somebody said, give us a number, zero to one hundred for the Jets to just make it to the Super Bowl, what would yeah. your confidence meter on that be? Yeah, Jay. I mean, it's not that high, to be honest with you. I, you know, <laughs> the percentage of you, I had to do all that math. I think we did that <laughs> sometime back. Um, I'm gonna they're gonna be a low percentage for me, Jay. I just think they're they're just not in that conversation. I mean, they're in the conversation, obviously, because of Aaron Rodgers and all them the roster moves that they made, but looking at all those other teams before them, I mean, percentage-wise, it's gonna be low. I don't know. I guess I'll say 10%, Jay. Yeah. I don't know if that's too yeah. high, too low, no. but I'm feeling 10% is the, the way to go with the Jets. I think they, they'll get into the playoffs for sure, but I just don't think they'll get far after that. Yeah, no, I, I feel like that's right. I was thinking like maybe about 15%. Okay. So we're, okay. we're right there in that same okay. range. Neither one of us giving them a real chance to, to no. make it. I just, no. I just think it's too much to ask. And I think if Jets fans are thinking we're going to the Super Bowl, I, I just think that's not realistic. I, I think it's right. too much to ask in year one from that football team. Seriously. But Aaron Rodgers, though, I do think – I don't know if I'd even want to call it a bounce back – but I do think he will have a better year, yeah. be more Aaron Rodgers-like than maybe we've seen in the past few. But there are some quarterbacks, K. Walk, who do need to have a bounce back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dak <laughs> Prescott yeah. to a tongue of Iloa. And a lot of his was injury-based, too. Obviously, yeah. we saw what he went through with the concussions. And then also Russell Wilson, who you could maybe describe that as just a complete yeah. disaster. Last year in Denver, out of those three guys, Russ, Tua, and Dak, which one do you think will have the bigger, bigger bounce back this year? 
I'm going to say Tua because I think Tua is surrounded by you know better weapons, and I think you know you said it was injury, it was injuries, and that's obviously where the concussions and things of that nature. So I think if he if he stays healthy, he's going to be he's going to have a better season than than Russ because Russ it seems like he was just I don't know he just seemed like he was just interested in the uh, in the Broncos last season, and Dak is just is kind of like I feel about the Jets. Dak is just like the Jets are the Jets. Dak is Dak. And then we talked about earlier about Zach Martin not um, not wanting to be there. Well, not wanting to be there, but, you know, not willing to practice until he gets his contract situation uh, sorted out. But I still think at the end of the day, Dak is going to be Dak. So I, I'm, I'm going to put my money on Tua. I think as long as he stays healthy, I think he'll have a back uh, a bounce back season. And you could just see that he's actually he's a lot better than I thought he would be coming into the league. Yeah, he's he's really good, especially in that Mike McDaniel's offense, man. I really like the way they, you know, he he designs plays, you know, for Tua and, and, and those guys. So I'm gonna go with Tua for sure. Yeah, man. I that's a good call because I you're I agree with you, man. I think Tua's better than people thought he would be. Mm-hmm. He's obviously got the weapons, they're running a really good offensive scheme. Yeah. Like, so he's got a lot going for him. The health thing with him does scare yeah. me because he yeah. just seems to get get in harm's way a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? Whether, you know, you hate to call a guy injury prone, but for some reason, some guys do get hurt more than yeah. others. So the health thing is always an interesting one with him. Um, Dak, you're right. I think Dak is Dak. You know, mm-hmm. last year, did he throw a few more picks than usual? Yes. But I don't really see him taking any real big step forward. Like, I think he'll be Dak. Maybe he'll cut down <clears throat> on the interceptions a little bit. But I don't think he's, he's going to. He will. He said he's not going to throw 10 interceptions. I right. don't know if I mean, he's going to throw 15 or 20. <laughs> right. I don't know what he meant by that. But 15, he said, I'm not throwing throw... 10 interceptions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's probably he's probably 100% right about that. But you're right. <laughs> he might throw 15. Um, so I, he's not the guy. Now, Russ is interesting because I yeah. think um, the Sean Payton effect, yeah. just depending on, like, how well they can mesh, how quickly they can come together, how fast they can get on the same page. Russ could be interesting because I still think Russ has a lot in the tank. I know it didn't look like it last year. So I'm going to go Russ here just to be different. And I'm going to say because of the Sean Payton effect, Russ is going to have that bounce back. He needs to, because as you mentioned earlier, K. Walk, if he yeah. doesn't, he might be bouncing up one out of there. So Absolutely. he really, he really needs to, to have that bounce back here. K. Walk, another guy that's sort of out there that's not signed, a really good player, though, is Dalvin Cook. Yeah. I thought maybe he'd be signed by now as camps, yeah. most camps have started. The other ones will be started by the end of the week. Where do you see him going? Put put your finger on it. Where do you think he's going to end up? I, I still like Miami, Jay. I still like him going to Miami. I think that's the best fit for him and the best fit for for Miami as well. Um, I just think they have a lot of uh, backs who are like kind of like, you know, relief backs, if you will. Some, you know, what they have um, – they have, they have Jeff Wilson Jr. over there, and then I forget who the other guy, the other young guy back there as well. He came from the 49ers as well. 
But I think that's a great fit. And then that will give them another complimentary piece to that, what they already have over there. And yeah. with, again, with Mike McDaniel's play calling ability, and he's one of those backs that, you know, you can actually use him out of the backfield. He's a, he's a, he's a really good receiver out of the backfield. And again, that Mike McDaniel's Kyle Shanahan type offense will fit his skill set perfectly. So I, I'm going to say, I'm still going to stick to the Dolphins. I don't know why he hasn't been signed yet. What's going on there. Maybe they're waiting for something to happen in camp. Or I, I don't really don't know, but I, I yeah. do like him going to Miami. Man, you put him on Miami, that, that'd be scary. <laughs> that, sure. with, with the weapons that sure. they have on the outside yes. and you put yes. Dalvin Cook in that offense, that'd be scary. It's funny, man, because we talked about all those quarterbacks with, uh, with Brandon. You and I have talked about some quarterbacks mm-hmm. as well. And your and your guy Lamar Demetrius Jackson did not come, <laughs> did not up, come up one time. <laughs> Lamar Jackson did not come up one time. We're talking about all the quarterbacks in the AFC. Lamar does not come up. I think Lamar. Well, well, let me say this: the rumors that are are out and people that have kind of been around what's happening in Baltimore are saying that offense is going to be wide open. Yeah, that they're yeah. going to let Lamar throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And everybody's saying, look, this guy's going to show everybody how well he can throw the football. We know what he can do with his legs. Right. He's really going to have a breakout season. Do you feel that way? Like, do you see Lamar potentially having like an MVP type of season? I can see that. Jay. I really can. Because I really thought that if you if you gave him the right pieces and you allowed him to be Lamar Demetrius Jackson, you know, <laughs> then then he would, you know, he would, you know, put up better numbers and we wouldn't be talking about, well, does he deserve, you know, the contract that he got or whatever the number was before he signed that contract? I mean, he's got Odell Beckham. I know he's not Odell from, you know when he first got into the league, but he's still, you know, he's coming off of a year uh, without playing and, you know, from that knee injury. So, you know, he's healthy. He's ready to go. I know there were talks that he kind of hinted that this may be his last year, but nonetheless, he's playing. And then they drafted the young kid out of Boston College and Zay Flowers, man. So um, I like, and of course he has his safety blanket and Mark Andrews. So I like that combination right there. And then in the backfield with uh, Dobbins, and I think they just signed Melvin Gordon um, as well. Um so um, I think he's prime, man. And and again, if the offensive coordinator, if the coach is going to allow him to be him, then I think we're going to see a, a Lamar Jackson, you know, go back to the MVP type form that he that he had, you know, early in his career. Yeah, it's funny, man. Uh, I don't remember who said it, but somebody that's been watching said Zay Flowers is the yeah. real deal. They say he he's is, absolutely man. the real deal. He mm-hmm. said he's the best receiver on the roster, and they said yeah. it's not even close. So if we, yeah. if you can get some production out of Odell Beckham, and then if Zay Flowers is everything that people are saying he's going to be, mm-hmm. finally we'll get a chance to see what Lamar can do in a pro offense, they're going to let him throw the ball. They're going to open it up. He's got some decent weapons. So we'll actually get a chance to really see all the things that Lamar Jackson can bring to the table. Yeah. He has Bates there. I forgot the other receiver Bates as well. Bates is a, is a top notch receiver as well. So he's got, he definitely has the weapons, man. Yeah, man. So that's going to be interesting. Okay. Well, I know I'm just throwing this on you, but if I said to you when Lamar Jackson retires, will he have a super bowl to his name? What would you say? Yes or no? Ooh, Jay, that's a great question, man. Um, as much as I love him, man, I, I I don't think the team is going to be good enough. I just think the it's the Super Bowl goes to Kansas City, and then you're gonna see, you know, um, 
Miami, the Chargers, Cincinnati. I keep forgetting Cincinnati. I don't know why I keep forgetting about them. Um, I'm going to say no. Unfortunately, you know, as much as I love Lamar, I don't think he's going to get a, a Super Bowl. Man, that's 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 that hurts me to say that. Man, that hurts me to say that. But I, I don't I don't see him. I don't see him winning the Super Bowl, Jay. As much as I would like to say that, but nah. Yeah, and it's really no knock on Lamar. I no, just think, not. like That's like not. we talked about earlier, the competition in that AFC and all the, the good quarterbacks, mm-hmm. including Lamar, they're all young. Yeah. It's not like you've yeah. got an old guard that's going to be moving out anytime soon. Yes. All those guys are young and going to be in their prime for the next five to seven years. So I just think it's going to be really tough. And like you pointed out, I think their teams are a little bit better. So yeah. I would, I, I actually agree. I, I would probably say no, if somebody was going to hold me to that. Yeah. Um, let's shift gears here real quick. K walk. Cause I, there's a couple NBA topics that I, that I want to get into as we kind of okay. wrap up the NFL talk. Um, Jalen Brown just signed the biggest contract in NBA history. Uh, what was it? Five years, three hundred and four million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Whew. Um. Go ahead, man. The floor is yours. <laughs> what were your thoughts about that? Jay, I'm not a Dwayne Wayne when it, I mean a Dwayne Wayne when it comes to the math of uh, being a math uh, a mathematic uh, genius or anything like that. But that tells me that's sixty million dollars a year, bro. That tells me sixty million dollars for that guy, man. So that means that. Now they have, meaning the Celtics have two guys that are taking up six hundred million dollars worth of cap space. Isn't that crazy? That's, that is ridiculous, man. Why you want to do that? I know these guys are good, man, but I don't know if I'm a team that you know um, wants to win a, a a a championship, an NBA championship. You would put that much money into two players, and we've yeah. seen we've seen uh, um, Jason Tatum's uh, work, man. His his movies, if you will. And, you know, he kind of shies away from a lot of things, man. And, and you know, he's always looking for a foul. He's always looking for the refs to bail him out. I, I don't think you give this money to these guys, man. I, this is too much money. Again, I always say if that's what they're worth to them, then, then pay him. But I don't see him as a $60 million a year. The biggest contract in NBA history. When you talk about Jalen Brown, man, we talk about the best players in the NBA today. Right. Today. Right. Where do you get? Where do you? Where, where do you get to him at? Or what number? I don't even have him in my top ten, Jay. I really don't. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I really, mean, I don't. I agree. Million, that's crazy, man. And it's going to be hard for. And then you trade away Smart, and then you trade away Williams. I mean, it just doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me. And I, I know you got him. You brought in Porzingis, but Porzingis is he's injury prone. You just don't know what you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna get with him. But they're going to be one of those teams who's probably going to have a nice start in five, but their bench is going to be so weak and so watered down. And we saw that in Phoenix when they traded for KD, but they traded all the way there, their yeah. backup guys, their role guys to, yep. to Brooklyn. I think you're going to see the same thing with Boston. But, hey, hats off to the brother, man. He got his money, man. That's all I got. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> God bless him. You know, he's Seriously. got the $300 million. But I agree with you, man. Like, and I, and I know the money's different now, so it's hard to like yeah. go back and compare it to the '90s and stuff like that. But like, if we were thinking of in terms of today, right? Like Jordan, if somebody gave Jordan three hundred million dollars, you would say, okay, yeah, this guy gives me a really good chance. I know if he's on my team, there's a good chance we're going to win the NBA championship, mm-hmm. or we're going to be right there. 
you know, you might even say the same thing about a guy like LeBron or Kobe and Shaq yeah. when they were together. Yeah. You could justify those guys taking up $600 million of your yeah. cap because you know they're going to win. I don't, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, good players. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I'm not saying these guys aren't good players. <laughs> they don't feel like guys that I say, okay, now that I got these two guys on my roster, yeah. I'm winning, I'm winning a championship. They just doesn't exactly. feel like that to me. So, I get it. Like the market is what it is. Like you said, if, if, if they're worth it to Boston, pay them. And I don't begrudge these guys making money. I really no, not don't. At all. I'm not at super all. happy for him, but man, like if it doesn't like Boston's now under a whole lot of pressure, like they got to win, they got to yeah. win a championship now. So and I don't see that happening. Jay. Me neither. I, I know Me neither. I see it happening, bro. <laughs> no, I think, I don't even know that they get out of the East. And if they do, you know, whatever they're going to face in the West. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, <laughs> it's not going to be easy. Um, exactly. Another guy, man, James Harden. We talked about him a little bit over the last couple weeks. Yeah. He scrubbed the Sixers off of all his social media, yeah. just another de- one deleted everything. Um, is this just inevitable? He He's not going to be back with Philly. How do, how do you see this thing playing out? Yeah, it's definitely inevitable, Jay. I just think the Sixers are just waiting to see, you know, what's the what's the best offer that they're going to get. And I, in my opinion, they're not going to get anything very attractive, man. They're not. They're just not going to get, you know, uh, three first round picks or, you know, uh, you know, two quality players, whatever they're looking for. They're not going to get it. So they're going to have to say to themselves, listen, this guy doesn't want to be here. We can get something for him. So why not, uh, you know, why not just trade him away and 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 then bring in something, maybe some picks or something, bring in a third team or, or, or what have you um, in there, third or fourth team to, to get something back for him. But I don't really know anyone's checking for for James Harden. Is really, is, does any really, anybody out there really say, oh, James Harden is available. Let's go get him. Let's give up this and him. Nah, he's not, he's not going to be that yeah. guy for you. And you're not going <laughs> to yeah. get too much for him. You're not going to get a lot for him. But yeah, to answer your question, it's definitely inevitable. We'll see it, you know, at some time you know sometime in the offseason i think he goes into another i think he starts the season and they uh you know i just don't know where maybe houston uh, i think that's where he ultimately wants to go maybe i'm hearing yeah. the clippers as well so mm-hmm. yeah but he'll definitely be out of there for sure and I, I just don't know why he has he's not he's not going already to be honest with you yeah man i i think james harden is a man that is, has greatly overestimated yeah. his value <laughs> the value that he has in his head is mm-hmm. not the way that gm see him around the league was yeah. really puts philly in a tough spot because yeah. like you said if i'm a gm i'm not checking for james harden mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i do not think he's the piece to the puzzle he's not the missing piece no. for me uh so what can Philly really get for him? That's going to be very interesting, man. Yeah. So that's that's going to be an interesting one to watch because do they just let him kind of have his way and send him to Houston or send him to the Clippers and get next to nothing in return? Maybe they can get a, like a good young piece, something like that. Yeah. But I'm not giving up a whole – I'm not giving up my roster to add James Harden. Exactly. And if you look at his last game, man, it was a game seven against the uh, the, the Celtics, game seven, and he was nowhere to be found. He and right. MB, they were nowhere to be found. So that's the type of guy you want to trade, you know, possibly your future away for, a guy that's just going to disappear. But in the first game of that season when Joel Allen uh, – in that series, when Joel Allen beat was out, he had 45. You know, and then, you know, that last game, I'm talking about game seven to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, where they haven't been since, I think, 
2004 or whatever the number is, right. and he just completely disappears. I don't want a guy like that. No, no. Sure. And, like and you feel like we've seen that movie before. Yeah. Like when he was yeah. on those good teams in Houston, we, we saw it's the same thing, him disappearing or coming up small in yeah. some of the biggest moments. So, yeah, man, I, I think he thinks he's a lot better than maybe people around the league view him. Still a good player. Again, not, not saying this guy's a bum at all. But if you're trying to win a championship, for me, it's a no uh, on James Harden. Uh, but good okay. stuff, K. Well, let's let's grab a break, man, and then uh, when we come back, let's get into uh, your one ticket segment, your Who Am I segment, and then we'll wrap it up with the rant and who's balling. You guys are listening to the sideline speaks with Kevin Walker and Jason Collins. We'll be right back. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. But we built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. Your inside never had it so good sports radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks with Brittany Jones, Jason Collins, and myself, Kevin Walker. Uh, Brittany Jones is out again this week, but she will be returning next week. So uh, in case you guys just join in and you're looking for her. Uh, but we yeah, you, stuff. yeah <laughs> for sure. For sure. She's doing big things. So ladies and gentlemen, so uh, nothing bad at all. Big, big things. Very happy for her. Very proud of her uh, as well, for sure. But um, yeah, let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, that's our my uh, one ticket segment. And uh, if you're new and if you don't know, then uh, what I do is I give Jay four events and I give him one ticket. He can use that. Uh, he can use that ticket for one of the events. And he tells me which one he'll use it for. Again, one ticket. All right, Jay, this week um, I got the some big ones, man. I think I, I want to really want to see what you what you think or here. Uh, the first one is um, you got the Super Bowl week. So it's the entire Super Bowl week. Okay, okay. leading up to the game as well. So you go Super Bowl, you go to the media, you go, you know, wherever you need, you know, credentials to get into. And okay. then plus the game, of course. Okay. Okay. Then the second one, you got the Olympics. And you can go to as many uh, events as you like that you can, you can possibly go to okay. or you would like to go to. The third one has got the football playoff games and the championship. So you can go okay. to see all the, the, the all four champions. Oh, it's actually going to be more this year, but uh, all the games and the championship. Okay. And lastly, uh, we've got March Madness. And you can, you know, go to the entire tournament. You know, we, you can bounce from region to region if you want, Jay, and including the championship game. So you got <laughs> one ticket. What's your, what's your video? You're that's good, man. That's really good. Oh, man, that's tough. That is tough, man. Um, I think I'm gonna eliminate the playoffs, the playoff run, and the championship okay. games because I'm like, if okay. I'm gonna do football, I should do the Super Bowl week, just all the gotcha. festivities, go to the gotcha. game. Yes. Um, 
But Ken Walk, I I think I'm gonna take the Olympics here, man. Okay. Um, Summer Olympics, the track okay. and field, the track and field would be yes. great, man. Just yes. seeing athletes compete from all over the world. Um, I think sitting out and and just watching all those races, 100, 200, 400, the relays. Yeah. I've yeah. even come to like like the eight hundred, the um, the mm-hmm. mile. Like I, I like all that stuff, man. So I think having a chance to spend a couple of weeks at the Olympics around the greatest athletes from from every every country in the world, right. I think that would be a pretty fun, cool experience, man. So I'm gonna go Olympics here, but it's tough. But I'm gonna cash in my ticket for okay. the Olympics. <laughs> okay, man. I thought about the same thing, but I want to be a little different here, Jay. So it was between the Olympics and for me, March Madness. Okay. Uh, I want to see that. I want to see go to many regional games as I possibly can. I know I would do probably doing a lot of flying and things of that nature, but hey, it's one ticket. I get to see whatever game, whenever I want to go and and a national championship. So I'm going to go with March Madness just to be different there, Jay. But yeah, good yeah. stuff there. Yeah, look, one <laughs> thing about March Madness is you know it doesn't disappoint. No, like it, every no. year it serves up some great <laughs> moments. So that's not for a bad sure. call at all. For sure, for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, good stuff there. Let's just switch gears a little bit and let's go to uh, my Who and My segment here. I only got five for you today, Jay. Um, okay. I think a couple of them are easy. I got I got confidence you'll get at least two of these. You should get all of them, actually. Okay. But I know you're going to get two for sure. I have money on that. All right, the first one is uh, I played at Pitt. Okay. I was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. And I last played for the Denver Broncos. It's got to be Tony Dorsett. There you go. All right. See, I knew you would get that one. I knew you would get that one. There we go. All right. This one right here. You may get this one. I don't know. I wasn't too sure about this one, but I played at South Carolina. Oh, that's going to be tough. Mm -hmm. I was drafted (laughs) by the Green Bay Packers. The Packers. Yeah. And I last played for the Packers. To give you a hint, Jay, they played their entire career with the Packers. Entire career for the Green Bay Packers and drafted. Out of South Carolina, mm-hmm. um, Sterling Sharp. There you go. You got okay. it. Okay. Okay. All right. That was, that was a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Next one. I played at Ohio State. Okay. I was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles, and I last played for the Miami Dolphins. Who Keith am I? Keith Byers. Keith Byers. Nah, Chris nope. Carter. Oh, oh man, I should I should have got that. I, I thought too soon. That was a good one. The next two, I'm confident that you're going to get these two. I'm more than confident. All right, okay. I played at SMU. Eric Dickerson. There you go. All right. Um, this one should be an easy one too. But uh, I played at uh, I played for Auburn. Okay. I was drafted by the Raiders. And I last played for the Raiders. So I, my, my whole career, I played for the Raiders. Whole Who career am I? for the Oh, Bo Jackson? Did he, was this go. whole career? Okay. okay. Yeah, there okay. you go. There. All right. That yeah. ain't bad. I think I got, what, four out of yeah. five there? That yeah, four bad. out of five, man. See, it's 80% right. there. Yeah. There you go. Hey, that was not bad at all. Good <laughs> stuff there, k Good stuff, for sure. All right, man. Let's uh, let's get into our rant. Ladies and gentlemen, every week we uh, – <laughs> We like to, if we have one, we like to do a rant about anything, just anything mm-hmm. on your heart, anything on your mind, anything you want to get off your chest. Uh, so, okay, Walkman, I'll start with you. The floor is yours. What you got for us this week? 
Yeah, today, man, it's just about the NFL players betting on NFL games, man. Come on with that, man. Let's go. You're throwing away your career over NFL games or betting on NFL games, man. So you're throwing away your entire uh, your entire salary for a year. You know it's taboo, and you still do it. You know, some of these guys don't even do it smartly. They use their own name. They don't go under a different name. But um, but they can easily be tracked, man. It really can be. The, and the NFL is tracking these things. They're monitoring this, and these guys are still out there doing it. Uh, I forget the, the uh, guy's name skips my uh, skips my mind right now, but he's done for the entire season, and he can't he can't um, he can't uh, re be reinstated before July 25th of next year. So that's a whole career, and plus a little bit of, uh, of of camp next year as well. So guys, man, be smart. NFL guys, be smart with the with with the with the uh, with the gambling, man. If you're gonna do it, you know, do it on baseball, do it on basketball. Don't you can't bet on the shield. That's a no no. Okay, well, yeah, I, that's good stuff. I don't get it, man. Like, I, I'm not a big gambler. Like, every mm -hmm. hey, every now and then, I, I go to a casino, whatever, have a little fun. Right. But it ain't something like I have nah. to do. And right. you know, I, 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 I've gotten on DraftKings in the past or whatever mm -hmm. a site similar. But it ain't. It's not something that has a hold on me in any yeah, way, right? shape, or form. Like, do, do these guys like love gambling so much Same, that they're man. willing to like? risk their careers for it lose their whole side i don't I, I don't get it man yeah, i don't man. get it and it ain't like they're not making good money like why Seriously. do you need to why do you even need to gamble when you're making good money I, I i don't know man i don't know i don't know good either, stuff bro. good stuff k walk <clears throat> mine this week man is I, I just want to say to the people that are upset about the NIL, man, I saw several people okay. on TV throughout the <clears> week <throat> complaining about NIL. It's not fair. We got to get some regulations around this. Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is one of them. <laughs> Look, college football has never been fair, right? It's okay. never been fair. So complaining that it's not fair does, doesn't make any sense to me. Now, if you want to put some some rules or some guidelines in, I don't I'm not necessarily against that. Right. But now that these young men are finally making a little bit of money, let's yeah. not try to take that away from them. Let's not try to take that away from them. NIL is not perfect by any nope. stretch of the imagination, but I just I, I get tired of hearing these coaches complain about NIL and it's not fair, not fair when they're making five, six, seven, eight million dollars a year. I just don't want to hear it. So that that's mine tonight, man. Let, let's just shut yeah. up about NIL. Yeah, and I'm tired of hearing legalized cheating, man. I, I'm, I'm tired of hearing that term, man. It's it's just ridiculous, but yeah, I agree. Because man. great stuff. Because they were cheating before, they were just right. doing it behind closed doors. Exactly. Now, now exactly. the money's out in the open. Okay, right. so I, I I don't I don't get it, man. But it it, it definitely gets annoying. Um, <laughs> all right, man. Let's wrap it up with who's balling. Every week we want to shout out a team, player, coach, anybody, somebody who's just absolutely getting it done. Yeah. Okay, well, who you got this week, man? Who's balling? I got a couple guys, man. They're all in the same realm, if you will. And that's Jalen uh, Jalen Brown, Trayvon Diggs, <laughs> <laughs> Herbert. These guys <laughs> breaking records with these contracts, man. The highest paid player in, in, in NBA history. 
highest paid corner, um, you know, one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league, man. And, and they're getting it done, man. So, uh, you know, hats off to those guys. They're getting paid. So they're really going to be balling, if you know what I mean. With you the ain't money. lying. So, yeah, they're balling. <laughs> you you are not lying about that. That's a good call, K-Wall. I'm going to shout out your New York Liberty, man. I watched okay. them the other day. Just absolutely put it on. I think it was the Atlanta Dream. I think yeah, just yeah. absolutely blew their doors off. I think they made like 17 or 18 threes in that mm-hmm. game. They were shooting the lights out. The Liberty are scary, man. I I, I love my Vegas Aces, but if there's yeah. any team that makes me say I don't I don't want to see them, it's the New York Liberty. I don't want to see them. They've been absolutely balling. So shout nice. out New York Liberty. Uh, all right, K Walk. Good stuff tonight, man. That was fun. Yeah. We're gonna wrap this yeah. thing up, but before we do. Let the people know where they can find you, where they can follow you on social media, and if there's anything you're looking forward to, man. Yeah, you can follow me on um, on Instagram, Kevin.Walker142. Also, I'm on Thread now uh, as well. Twitter, at KevinWalker142. Facebook, Kevin Walker. And uh, tomorrow night, um, you can catch me on uh, uh, Sports Talk with Kate Walker and E. Scott. We'll never had it so good. Sports Radio at 7 p.m. Uh, the links will be on those social media pages I just mentioned, ladies and gentlemen. Check that out again from 7 to 9. Uh, check that out. Um, as far as what I'm looking forward to just right now, just seeing what the camps are, are, are going to be about, Jay. We, we're, we're about a couple weeks away from another Hall of Fame game is coming up. And then. Yep. Then all of a sudden, before you know it, spring, I mean, spring, uh, uh, spring (laughs) preseason games will be uh, will be here. So looking forward to just the start of our football season for sure. Jack. Yeah, man, absolutely. Definitely looking forward to that. I've been watching a little bit of the uh, the Women's World Cup soccer as well. I've I've been checking that out. U.S. plays uh, the Netherlands tomorrow night, I think nine o'clock tomorrow night. So I'll definitely have my eyes on that as well. You guys can find me at Jason Talk Sports on TikTok, Twitter, Thread and Instagram at Jason Talk Sports. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you guys listening. Do us yes. a favor, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, share it with your friends. We're trying to grow this thing the best we can. We'll be back here next Tuesday, live 7 p.m. Brittany Jones will be back, so we're looking forward to that. So uh, for Kevin Walker and Jason Collins, we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next week. <clears throat>